Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Lit AF with me, your host, Sarah Cohan. As always, I'm excited to get into talking about attachment styles with you. I am an attachment coach, and I help folks through one-on-one coaching to become secure in their relationships. And I mean all relationships, your relationships with your romantic partner or partners, your boss, your family, your friends. We have all different types of relationships that affect our daily lives. And understanding the why and the patterns behind how we might be people-pleasing or sabotaging our relationships or not showing up vulnerably is my passion. So today, I'm going to get into the question of, do I need to be in a relationship to develop secure attachment? And I love this question, and I get it a lot. And oftentimes, it's in different forms. So do I need to be single to heal my attachment? Is it okay if I'm dating while I'm healing my attachment style? It comes up in a lot of different ways. So think about how this question might relate to you, whether or not you're in a relationship or have several relationships, or if you're single and working on your attachment and thinking about dating and wondering how it will show up when you're actually in a relationship. So today I'm going to get into all of that. I'm going to talk about the benefits of doing it in any form and wonderful little guideposts and kind of like ready signs that'll show you when it might be time to start thinking about dating or when it's maybe time to heal on your own, those types of things. I'm looking forward to it. Before I get into this episode, I have my own little check-in and I have to say that this week I am getting back into a meditation practice. It's been a while. I really struggled with meditating while I was pregnant. I recently gave birth to a son And the whole pregnancy just kind of threw off my self-care routine. And it wasn't just time. It was literally my mental capacity. Your brain chemistry changes when you're pregnant. And you have different hormones being released. And it's the time of change, a lot of change. My body was changing. The size of my body was changing. My sleep habits were changing. My mental patterns, my thinking patterns were changing. So I had to kind of cope with what was going on and create new self-care strategies. So a lot of my pregnancy self-care looked like relaxing, so much relaxing because my body was just tired. It looked like a lot of sleep, sleeping in. I would wake up at odd times of the night. So I had to like get kind of sleep in when I could. I was taking a lot of naps because I needed them. Naps would mess up my sleep schedule, but I just couldn't avoid it. And then I was also, oh man, I was having crazy dreams. Sorry, I'm just like going back into the reality of being pregnant. So I was resting a lot, which meant for me, it was actually like a lot of TV. And I know that's wild to hear TV as self-care, but I'm going to throw it out there that actually there are some benefits to relaxing and watching TV. It was comfort for me. It was entertainment. It was novelty. I used to look at TV as connection. That's a common dismissive avoidant thing. I don't necessarily look at it anymore as connection because I know that I need actual social connection with living human beings that are like next to me. And so I can't count TV as 
characters that are written by others that are on a screen that aren't necessarily like fully formed humans in my life (laughs) as social connection. So anyway, I just share that because it's always important to understand how your habits are actually meeting your day-to-day needs and understanding that maybe a habit that you're judging or shaming yourself for, it's actually giving you something. It's meeting a need. And when you figure that out, you can start to meet it in a much quicker way. So for me, having TV as comfort is actually great because that means that I am actually like soaking in and relaxing and enjoying myself while I'm watching TV. So that was my self-care routine. And I did journal, but not as much. It was really interesting. Like my interest and desires and change just overnight when I got pregnant. So I wasn't journaling as much, but I was really reading a lot of content. I was like learning so much about pregnancy and the birth itself, as well as parenting and just soaking all of that in to get ready for the next chapter in my life. And now that the baby's out, I'm in a free fall. (laughs) I just shared on Instagram last week that I had a pretty strong call to action to get back into meditation from my coach, my fulfillment coach, Jenna Starkey. And she's been on this podcast. She's fantastic. I'm loving working with her. And she invited me to figure out how I can turn towards myself at the beginning of the day, rather than just turning on my phone and scrolling, which is what I was doing. So I've been using the Chani app. This is an astrology app on my phone to do their meditations. They're wonderful. Chani is just an amazing human being. I loved reading her book, You Were Born for This. Chani Nicholas, it's so good. And her story is really incredible. And I can feel her story like infused through the app now when, when I'm listening to her meditations or her week aheads, um, her week ahead recordings. So I'm just really enjoying diving deeper into astrology for my own personal self-care and figuring out what self-care looks like as a mom. I know a lot of fellow moms are also trying to figure this out. So it's a fun thing. Oftentimes, I'm putting on a meditation while I'm breastfeeding. Like It's all happening all at the same time. And I'm trying to tap in whenever I can. And I know that this will build into a routine, but that's what it looks like right now. (sighs) So I'm just super grateful for that and always excited to share that with all of you. So today, let's get into the topic of do I need to be in a relationship to develop secure attachment? And I recently received this question on my email. If you are interested in asking a question to be featured on this podcast, please send me an email. Hello at sarahcohan.com, S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com. I would love to answer your attachment-related questions on this podcast. So the question is this, do you think you can only earn secure in the context of relationships? In other words, even if you've done tons of work, Can you be certain you're mostly healed without testing in a relationship? So I love, love, love this question. And I'm not going to lie. When I first read it, I just think to myself, this person might be a little dismissive avoided. I'm not saying that with any judgment at all. I'm just saying that because it sounds like they're hesitant to get into a relationship and they might be avoiding that intimacy a little bit. So here's what comes up for me when I hear this question. You can heal your attachment style in a relationship. And you can also heal your attachment style when you are single because our attachment isn't just in relationship to our romantic partner or partners. It's also in relationship to our boss, to our family, to our siblings, to our friends, 
And we can show up actually with different attachment to all of those people in our lives. So when you're healing your attachment, for certain, like when I'm working with clients, you're not just working on romantic partners. You're also working on all of these other areas of your life. You can heal those relationships or you can put yourself into more secure relationships and learn from that in different areas of your life. So I'll give you an example. When I had healed, I'd done a lot of work on my attachment style. I always feel so weird saying like I've earned secure or I've healed my attachment style because it's an ongoing journey and I'm always learning new things, but I do have earned secure attachment. And after I had been working on my attachment style for a while and really came to that earned secure place, I got a job at an amazing tech startup here in San Francisco. And I was surrounded by secure coworkers and bosses. And this was such a game changer for me because previously I'd been working in nonprofits in San Francisco that definitely didn't have the most securely attached leadership. (laughs) And the nature itself of a nonprofit is not very abundant. When I think of security and presenting as secure in a relationship, I think of almost like this abundant mindset. Like I am so secure in myself and I have so much love for myself. And I know that my love is infinite. It is an infinite resource that I can give those the same things to everyone around me. I can offer that same love that I have for myself. I can offer that same grounded position to everyone around me. And so when you're able to be abundant in that way and give people the benefit of the doubt and like really be so thorough and knowledgeable about your needs and your boundaries and how to communicate them without any story, that's when I feel like you've got a secure attachment. And so I got to learn so, I mean, I took my secure attachment journey to like the next level working in this environment because I was surrounded by people that weren't making up stories (laughs) about my work or how I was showing up or things that were going on within the company. And they were really approaching problems from just this very abundant mindset of like, we can hire people to fix this. We can work with the best in the industry. We can get thought leadership on this from consultants and things like that. So it truly was a situation where I felt like everyone had such a secure mindset and they were encouraging me to show up every day and use my voice and use my leadership. And it pushed me to like work past a lot of the stories that I'd built up throughout my career of holding back, being afraid of rejection and not being heard in my career. So that is just one area where I feel like you can work specifically on secure attachment with your boss and your coworkers, and that is outside of a romantic partnership. I will say too that I personally healed my attachment style in the context of a romantic relationship. I was married, and it can be done in a relationship. And it can also be done in a relationship with someone that's not necessarily doing the same work as you. Like they can support you and be there for you on your journey, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they also have an insecure attachment style that they need to work on. So there's a lot of different ways to approach it. And if you're in a current relationship and it's working to heal your attachment style, that is phenomenal. Like 
that is a huge gift that this person is giving to you. Oftentimes, insecure people can be afraid of change. So when their partner is starting to show up as secure, that can really scare them because they're showing up in new ways and they're offering support in ways that they weren't able to before. When you're able to meet your needs, all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, of course I'm going to help you meet your needs. Like you can give that to other people. So oftentimes this can be a little scary for the partner that's not necessarily doing that same work or has been in an environment where they've been offered that before. And so sometimes people can't handle that and that they actually are making up more stories and beliefs and patterns around this new secure attachment style that you have. And that could be a sign for you of like, okay, this person isn't actually supporting my journey. Is this the right fit for me? And if it's not the right fit for you, I highly recommend figuring out what needs that person is meeting for you so that you can start to meet those needs on your own and then figure out how you want to best approach the future of that relationship. Is it ending it? Is it breaking up? Is it we need to go to therapy? (laughs) Is it we need both need to be working on our attachment style? Figure out what that is so that you can start to move forward and actually make change. Because when you get stuck in a relationship, that can be really, really, really draining. And it can eat away at you like slowly day by day. And so I highly recommend trying to take action, whatever that is, in whatever direction that may be. And then when you're healing alone or as a single person, the benefits of this are you have a lot of time to devote to actually healing your attachment style. There's no commitments or distractions that are taking up your time by being in a relationship. Relationships take time. You got to put some effort into them. So when you are single and healing your attachment style, you've got a little bit more time and like experimentation to work on your attachment style. That being said, if you are trying to heal your attachment style in relationship to a romantic partner, the only way, and I'm sorry, but it's the truth, the only way that you can actually get your feet wet and actually make change and actually put into place the tools that you are practicing is in a relationship. I had a client recently who was started to date someone right as we started to work together. And it was so fantastic because every single week what was happening is she would be learning a new tool. She would be integrating this new concepts into her brain. She would be trying to figure out new ways to think, like creating new neural pathways in her subconscious. And then that's what we did every single week together. And then she would go out into the world as she was dating this new person. And this person was really flaring up her attachment system. Like this person was setting off all the alarm bells. So every single week, she would go out into the world and put into practice the tools that she was learning. I mean, this is the work. This is the absolute work. And after a couple of weeks of this, she told me, she's like, I'm so frustrated that like, I'm sitting here every single week and I'm having to like take my time with you to talk about this. Like, this is so frustrating to me. And what I told her was like, no, actually, this is the work. This is the beautiful gift that you're being given right now in this current relationship because you are actually learning how to implement these tools. And it's also showing you the areas where you still need to do some work. Because all of these things are activated. And if they weren't activated, they would kind of just be dormant, if that makes sense. So 
<laughs> so we wouldn't get to see how she was reacting in a relationship that her attachment style was like really reactive to. So it was amazing to coach her through that. And that is the work. So if you're doing this too, like if your goal with healing your attachment style is to find a romantic partner or partners that are going to be like a long-term person for you, then you got to practice it in an actual relationship. And you can do that through dating. Like it doesn't have to be like, I need to find a partner and make it work. You can do that through dating because your attachment style really, really shows up in dating. Dating requires you to put yourself out there, to be authentically you, to put yourself into maybe some uncomfortable situations, to really deal with fear of rejection. (laughs) And it's just like, it's in your face. So dating is a wonderful practice to actually implement the tools that you are learning to actually heal your attachment style. So those are the benefits to healing in either direction, whether you're single or in a relationship or you're dating multiple people. And I wanted to share with you just some like some general signs, some like actions, some mindsets with you that are a good signpost of like when you are ready to actually implement the tools that you're learning. Because oftentimes when you're healing your attachment style, it might be like healthy for you to be alone for a little bit. And I say that because especially for people that are tend to people, please, it's really important for you to get to know your needs and who you are. A lot of anxious, preoccupied people tend to not really actually be in touch with who they are authentically themselves. Jessica Fern in last week's episode 114, she's the author of Polysecure, actually said something beautiful on the show, which was she really tries to help people understand where they're exhibiting all the attachment types because we are all the attachment types. And she really pointed out that anxious people tend to dismiss themselves. Like they're not in a relationship with themselves. So their work is to really understand like who they are through and through. Like, what am I into? What are my needs? What are my likes? What are my dislikes? And honestly, a really good exercise for anxious, preoccupied people is to have a journal practice and really answer really personal questions. Make those questions like really intimate. One of the things that I suggested for a recent client to do for this type of journal practice was actually to do the 36 questions. If you've heard about them, the 36 questions are like, 36 questions to ask someone that you're dating. And apparently it'll, but if you get through all of them and then do some like five minute eye gazing at the end, that that person will become your, your lifelong partner. There's some data behind this. It's, (laughs) I have a lot of thoughts on it. I'm going to save my thoughts about it for now. But what I will say is that the beauty of this practice, the 36 questions is that they're very intimate, personal questions. So if you do this exercise, and just answer these questions for yourself, it will help you to start to understand like who you are. And it'll help you understand what you're into, what you stand for, what you need in a relationship, those types of things. And that's so important for an anxious preoccupied. So the beauty of doing this work single is that you get that time to, to really understand who you are and Sorry, the whole point of this is to share when you know you're actually ready to date. So I think when you're doing this work alone and you've done all that, all these exercises and you're starting to understand your needs, 
you're starting to be able to communicate needs with other friends. You're starting to communicate needs with family. You're starting to be able to communicate needs with your coworkers or your boss or your clients, whatever it is. That is when you, I think, is a good time to say, okay, I'm going to start dating again. When you can fully understand what you need in the moment and how to communicate that to someone else without a story. That is a wonderful like, okay, I've reached this point in my healing journey. Now I am ready to start dating other people, practicing communicating with other people, practicing sharing my needs, practicing what it's like to be in a relationship where you have this interdependent give take. There's like a natural flow and no one's keeping score because I've tried that. It doesn't work. (laughs) It's a very common, anxious, preoccupied thing to do. But yeah, we can't keep scores in relationships because that will get you nowhere. Another signpost, if you're in a relationship and you want to start to take next steps to really deepen your attachment practice is the same action. So when you are ready to actually communicate your needs to your partner, and you can do this without story, I think that that's a really good sign that you are offering secure attachment within your relationship. Okay. And then I just want to finish by saying that if you're reading this question and you run a little dismissive avoidant, I really want you to think about what your end game is for doing this work. The most people, the majority of people that I talk to about this work are interested in a long-term partnership or multiple partners, whatever that is, but they're interested in having their person for the long game. (laughs) And so if you are thinking about, I'm single, I've healed my attachment, but do I really need to be in a relationship to actually test this and see if I'm secure? The answer is yes. And I want you to think about what is holding you back from actually taking the leap to start dating. When you're being really honest with yourself about it, you might start to realize that like what's behind that holding you back is really fear of rejection and then fear of vulnerability. So journal on it, think about it, think about what is the cost of not actually starting to date and testing to see if you're secure in a relationship. And then I want you to also think about what the benefit of actually practicing and trying this out in a relationship would be. Because there are some huge benefits, <laughs> but only you know what the benefits will be for you. I know it's hard. This is really, really hard work, but you're doing it. If you're listening to this podcast, you are already on your way to secure attachment. So I applaud you. Again, if you have a specific attachment question that you'd like to have answered on the podcast, I would love to answer it for you. Just send me an email at hello at sarahcohan.com. And if you are interested in some one-on-one coaching to heal your attachment style, book a discovery call with me. I help clients that are working through how to show up vulnerably in relationships. And I also help people that want to end people-pleasing so that they're starting to share their boundaries and their needs in relationships. And they're just showing up authentically and truthfully and with so much love for themselves in the relationship. It's my favorite thing. (laughs) And if you're interested in learning more about the program itself, and if this would be a good fit for you, you can book a call at sarahcohan.com forward slash coaching. So that's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N forward slash coaching. Thank you so much. I thoroughly enjoyed this question and I look forward to being back here next week 
to talk more about attachment.